Give me your hands. Dogfish? You got a $5,000 net. You got $2,000 worth of fishing. And along comes Mr. Whitey. By the time he's finished with that net, looks like a kiddie scissor class has cut it up for a paper doll. You got city hands, Mr. Hooper. Been counting money all your life. I Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 144. I'm Larry and with me today is Jessalyn. Hello. We got a few things to talk about. We saw a bunch of new horror movies and a new movie that just came out and I've been waiting for a little while and I've been very, very anxious to see our movie of the week, but we will get to that at the second half of the podcast. But let's get to a few more uh, movies and a series. Actually, we'll start with the series first. Mm-hmm. It's a, a new, a new television series on Disney Plus called WandaVision. <clears throat> now, I know people have been looking forward to this. This has been um, advertised for a while now. There's it's supposed to be this show with uh, the Scarlet Witch and Vision from the Marvel Universe when they were in the safe house or whatever, right? I have no idea. Right. I'm assuming that's what's happening. I'm assuming that's not the safe house. I'm assuming this is all in Scarlet Witch's head. That's what I think it is. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think so too, but I'm trying to place it in time. Um, Well, I'm thinking it's happening when the snap happened at the first time, maybe. Okay. That, like, Vision died and she died. And I think this is all after that. Okay. So, but I guess we'll see. But that's where that's where I'm stopping though, because I watched the first episode of this, and I got it. Okay, this is um, Vision and Wanda uh, and the Scarlet Witch living through these different sitcoms. Uh, the first episode is them in like a '50s sitcom, and it went through all the tropes that they used to go through in the sitcoms. Fine, I'm fine with that. But the joke is that he's a robot, and they're right. they're in hiding. Yes, ha ha, funny, funny, right. I know some people like that shit. Me, I've seen it already. It's been done already. It's from the 50s, okay? Sure, they're making fun of it and everything, they're having a laugh, and they're building on a bigger story. But I don't want to wait eight episodes to figure out what the fuck is going on here. I'd rather just wait and read something after two months, and I can figure out what the fuck was going on. Because I, I don't care what the format they're going with. Because I know that they're going to go each episode on from, I don't know how long now, going through the different decades of sitcoms. You know that. And, it, and that's what it seems like. And that's what I've read online, too, is that they're okay. going to be going through different decades. And how different sitcoms are filmed. and, and But they're all pretty much the same. It's the same fucking thing throughout the last 50, 60 years. Because I watched the first two episodes. Right. I'm still curious. Um, but I was also pretty bored in the first episode. Because they really only allude to the fact that this is in Wanda's head once. And in the second episode, they do the same. At the very end of the second episode. 
mm-hmm. that this is in the head. It's still the, the same 50s sitcom in both episodes. I didn't know they were going to go throughout decades of mm-hmm. uh, sitcoms. That makes me actually a little bit more interesting interested in it because this sitcom format I'm already sick of right now. So let's go to a different one that maybe I like if that's what you're going to do. I guess my concern is sort of that as it changes, people might stop watching if it becomes something different every time. Yeah. But I'm sort of looking forward to that. I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't care. I really don't. Yeah, no, that's clear. <laughs> it To me, this is my, my conspiracy theory on this one, all right? Is that back in the 80s, when I was growing up, I was a kid around then, the Disney Channel came out. And that was like a big deal back mm-hmm. in the day. Like, oh my god, Disney Channel's out. Disney's out. They have their own channel. They have all this shit. And... As a kid, you're like, fuck yeah, Donald, Mickey, and all that shit. So you finally get the Disney Channel, and I remember getting it. And I remember being ultimately disappointed because they never showed cartoons. They yeah. showed old 50s, 60s shows, uh, old 50s, 60 Disney-produced movies, not animated. Right. Nothing was ever animated except maybe the commercials in between. Like weird ones, like the cat from outer space. Yeah, it was escape all... Escape to Witch Mountain. It was all live-action shit. And, and, then, and then they threw in sitcoms, too. And it was just like, dude, I want to see some cartoons. Who is this for? <clears throat> this yeah. isn't for me. This Disney Channel, this isn't for me. Even I... when I was a kid. <laughs> I agree. And this WandaVision, I I get it. I wonder who this is for as well. Because if it's for Marvel fans... Which ones? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So my theory is is that I I remember watching all that shit when I was a kid, and I want to say like mid-90s is when they finally started showing fucking cartoons on there. Of course, it was past the time that I watched Disney cartoons and I moved on. So my theory is that Disney wants to put more wholesome TV shows on their channel, and this is what they're doing. They're digging back into the the well and pulling out all the shit that was on there before that no one my age gave a fuck about. And that's what I think. I think they're just just trying to make a more uh, wholesome channel. Um, So, And and I really don't care. I, I With that show... It's not for me, like I said right. before. It, it, I'm done. Uh, after that first episode, yeah, it was funny and it was quirky, but it might have worked if it was like half the episode right. and they both realized something <clears throat> was going on. To hear everyone's dumb for the, or they're just playing their role in this show. I'm sure that a lot more stuff is going to come out and it'll probably be more interesting. But I mean, that first episode lost me, and then of course. People online are like, oh, you gotta wait through it, you do this, you gotta, you know, this. Like, no, 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 no. This is a Marvel show. You should have your shit together and have me reeled in right away. Mm-hmm. And it's not doing that. So, that's how I feel about it. And I, I'll wait for the next, what, like, month and a half when they're all done. And then I'll read about it. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It was this, or it was this. I'm not gonna watch every single episode... And wait till the end, or wait for some something hidden in there, so I can be like, "Oh, that's that, and no, that's that." Right. And everything. That's not really how you roll. No, man. Marvel movies, anyway. It's like, dude, just give me something interesting. Like, this didn't interest me at all. 
But I'm sure it'll interest other people, and just not me. I'm still curious. I could take it or leave it right now, but... I'm, I'm curious about what happens, but I just don't want to wait through all the shit and all the laugh tracks and all the shit that isn't fucking funny yeah. to me. The 50s sitcom format's old now. It's old. Yeah. It's been done before. It's been done to death. I, I just mean in the context of the show. I'm tired of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm tired of all of it. Start making new shit. Who cares about this stuff? Uh, well, obviously a lot of people do because it's getting good reviews from critics and then it's getting somewhat, uh, I think I looked at Rotten Tomatoes, and of course all the critics, it's like 97%, so that means the critics like it, mm-hmm. at least. They don't, not necessarily think it's the greatest show ever, but they like it. Um, audience is like 80%, which is kind of low for a high-rated show. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll see. And some of the... Um, the reviews I read were like, what the fuck is this? Come on, boring. And other people were like, oh, this is hilarious. This is, you know, my kid has never seen something like this before, so he, he's laughing at all this stuff. I guess maybe it is for kids. Who knows? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say who this is for. You're right. Yeah. All right. Well, now that I'm through with that. <laughs> you let's, got that off your chest. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's... Let's get to some uh, some movies here. I think we watched some pretty good ones. We did. So the first one that we watched was uh, kind of an anthology. It was called Locker 13 from 2014 on Amazon. Yes. Uh, it's with John Grease, who played Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite, and O.D. from Terrorvision. And Laszlo Hollyfeld from Real Genius. Right. He run, or he's the security guard or security manager of an Old West... Like a uh, uh, amusement park, mm-hmm. and this new this uh, this gentleman <clears throat> is interviewing for a job there. He has just got out of prison. Uh, he got set up with this, and he's going to be doing cleaning and security and everything. So, um, John Grease is is you know uh, training him, but he's also telling him all these stories of of you know uh, these items he passes by or that remind him of something. And he's I get these are more like. Uh, just tales to the to the the hiree of you know just not being a douche kind of thing right he talks a lot about getting to know yourself right and you find out what he that he means that sort of literally later on yeah. yes and it kind of all works in towards the last segment which involves a hiree and uh, yeah so in he I don't want to get. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil that last part. No, because it's fun. Yes. I, it was an interesting turn, and I liked it. So yeah, some of them were good. Some of them, uh, the segments are okay. Uh, this is an alright anthology movie. Not the best, not the worst. I don't think we paid for it though, so check it out. Yeah, was it an Amazon? Prime? It was on Amazon. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it was alright. It was. It was fine. Yeah, check it out. Locker thirteen. On mm. uh, next, we watched. Possessor yes. from 2020 on Amazon. This is Little Cronenberg. What's yes. his name? Yes, Minnie Cronenberg's uh, newest movie. Um, he's all right. Like, uh, he's not necessarily like his dad, Brandon, which is good. Brandon Cronenberg wrote and directed Possessor. Yeah, mm, which is good. Which is awesome. He's just not doing the same shit his dad would do. Um, but he, it's it's like it, but it's not. Exactly like it. It's more, I don't want to say it's more sci-fi, because Cronenberg does sci-fi. Yeah. 
And it's body horror, like Cronenberg. Well, he had, uh, Cronenberg had his different stages of his career, where a lot of it was, like, body horror, then it changed to, to more, like, gangster movies. With, That's like, true, a history yeah. of violence, and, um, what's the other one, uh, Eastern Promises. Yeah. So, uh, but it's good, it's good to see Brandon doing these movies, uh, like, horror movies, and not necessarily your, your, uh, mega, mega blockbuster ones. Uh, this one, uh, and, and of course these, these movies aren't going to walk you through them necessarily. Um, like Cronenberg's movies, you, you somewhat got to pay attention because there's yeah. shit going on. Uh, with this one too, but not as much as you would think. Uh, this one's easier to, it's, it's pretty easy to follow if you, you pay attention. Um, and this movie's about kind of like, um, oh man. So, uh, there's this. This, um, I don't know, company that uh, is contracted by whomever to kill someone. So what they end up doing is or make someone that the other person knows kill them. Or anything like that. Or just So they end up possessing a person. Because mm-hmm. it's called Possessor. Uh, and what they do is they capture a person, they knock them out, and then they implant someone else's mind into their mind. And, Someone who's highly trained, like right. an assassin, and can also, she she can really take over their bodies and become them, like get inside mm-hmm. their heads. Right, and then she, she like, uh, studies them and everything, gets their voice down and their mannerisms and everything, and then she infiltrates the body and kills whomever they need to kill, and then at the end, she needs to kill herself, which she can't do throughout this entire movie. Right, uh, and that's a thing. She's mm-hmm. been doing it, and now she can't do it anymore. Right, yeah. yeah. And then uh, she kind of gets... We get to see in the beginning, she does one of these where she's possessing someone, and they, this person ends up killing the other person and then dying themselves. And then well, we see that her next job is um, taking over this one man's body and killing the wife and the father and everything. To get money, or to or to something like that, something yeah. like that right? It, it's some sort of power grab. Yeah, the guy is Christopher Abbott from Girls, and it comes at night. And comes it comes at night. Thank you. Yes, I like him a lot, um, yeah. and I think he's really good in this too. He is good. Everyone's pretty good in this. Andrea Riceboro's is good in it. Mm-hmm. She's always good in movies. Yeah, uh, I always yeah. like her. She's mm-hmm. also in a good Black Mirror alligator. Crocodile? Crocodile. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Crocodile. That's also sort of a tech... Well, the Black Mirror, they all are. But <clears throat> yeah, I like her. Jennifer Jason Lee, like in this and Annihilation, she plays it like she's been tranquilized. <laughs> and like, it works, but it's like, man, I miss Jennifer Jason Lee. <laughs> it's like her and Robin Wright Penn are like molding into like the same person. Yeah. They're like, they're like melting. <laughs> Where they have this like big presence like they always have, but hmm. yeah, it, she's like glassy eyed and she looks really tired. <laughs> and it turns out she's kind of evil, just like Annihilation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm getting tired of that side of Jennifer Jason Lee, I think. <laughs> but I still really like this movie. Yeah, this one was good. I wasn't necessarily looking forward to it. But yeah, it was good. I liked it. And, yeah. and I had a good time watching it. And it, 
And I did read that it's hard to follow, but it's not if you watch with your eyes and listen with your ears. Exactly. You'll, <laughs> it's it's easy to follow if you right. do that. And then you can you can and if you watch the actors in this movie, then you're you're able to tell who's who and, and what's going on. Right. Because part of the well, should we spoil a little more? Sure, it's a little bit. Part of it is that uh, the Colin Tate, Christopher Abbott, starts to he gets his target, hmm. but she and she's inside of him, Andrea Riceboro, and then she can't kill herself. She can't kill him, um, and so the it like malfunctions to where his consciousness sort of comes back. Yes, and he's starting to realize that there's someone else in there making him do stuff. Um, and he plays it. That would be really tough to do, and I feel like he does an excellent job of mm-hmm. being like confused and angry, and you know when it's him controlling the body, right, and when yeah. it's not. Yeah, and that takes a good actor to do yeah. that to be able to for you as the audience to tell that it's a different person without them saying I'm a different person right. kind of thing. And he does it quite well. And this, yeah, this movie is really good. I liked it a lot. Actually, me too. I really liked it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, just like when you see a, a younger. A director who's the son of a huge director or the daughter of a huge director, mm-hmm. let's say. I am always like, okay, well, it was probably easy for them to get the budget that they wanted to do whatever they wanted. and Or some, at least a foot in the door. A foot in the door, yeah. yeah. They had it a lot easier, and so the thing that they produced might actually be crap. It True. just doesn't matter because they had, his name was Cronenberg. Right. Or um, Lynch, because doesn't Lynch. David, David Lynch's daughter do movies too, I believe? I actually yeah. don't know. I don't yeah. pay attention to him. <laughs> but like, I was seeing Sofia Coppola, although I like Sofia Coppola. That's that right. was my initial reaction. Like, okay, it's a Coppola. This is going to be really easy for her to be famous. <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of what I think. But But I really, really liked this. You have to pay attention. That's, that's all. And that should be any movie yeah. you pay attention to. I would highly recommend. I liked it a lot. And finally, so we didn't watch a lot of movies, but we no. watched we watched some good ones. We did, yeah. Yeah. The last one, we were both pretty interested in this, Promising Young Woman, 2020. Um, it was early access. We paid 20 bucks for it. Uh, it's Carrie Mulligan. Um, you want to... Was it Emerald Fennell is the uh, director of this movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, who plays uh, Camilla on The Crown. I thought that was interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um, So from there, yeah, this movie is about uh, this woman, Carrie Mulligan, who acts drunk at bars and waits for men to try and pick her up and take her home. And then when they do, she waits for them to either start making a move or she acts like she passes out, and then they start grabbing her and and they start abusing her. And then that's when she kind of snaps out of it and then not even snaps out of it she she stops the act and starts to confront the men who are doing this to them and of course when the men are 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 taking advantage of her um they're surprised that she's awake and totally lucid and everything to to where Mm -hmm. um she starts questioning like why did you do this and scaring the fuck out of these guys yeah and and they react eventually with anger because they're so certain that they're the nice guy Mm -hmm. i'm keeping you safe by bringing you home and having sex with me who knows what would happen to you otherwise and it's the the movie really wants you to think that she's physically harming these guys because after the first one happens, because this happens right in the beginning of the movie. She, you see that she's drunk in this bar, and these three guys are like, whoa, check her out. And the one's being 
gross about it, and the other one's like, oh no. And uh, Adam Brody is the guy. Yeah, he's Adam like, Brody's oh, the nice guy. He's the nice guy. So he ends up going over there, making sure she's okay, gets her in an Uber, is about to take her home, but then he's like, hey, you want to come up for a drink? And she's all acting all wasted, and of course you don't know that just yet. And so the Uber switches the routes and ends up taking her back to his house. He pours her a big drink, and he has a little drink, and you're like, oh, he's not the good it's guy. Like no. just schnapps yeah, or something, like, oh. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he makes her, like, pushes it up to her lips. Right, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, like, he starts to put the moves on her, or, or like, she's, she passes out. Yeah. Or she acts like she passes out, because he takes her to, to the bed. And then he starts to pull her pants off, and he's going to go down on her, and then that's when she gets up and confronts him, and then that's when the scene stops. So you don't know what happens after yeah. that. I assumed that she was killing these guys. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you, you, and you think that throughout the movie. Uh, and you don't know until the end, pretty mm-hmm. much, or just even not even the end, through the middle, about what she does. So, um, yeah, this is an interesting movie. I liked it. It's um, something I, I, I can't remember really ever seeing in this way before. Definitely not. It's a vengeance movie, because there's a reason she's doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it, because everyone should see it. I really, really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a reason she's been doing this, and then it turns into a specific vengeance movie mm-hmm. against these these guys and i don't want to ruin who's in it either because i accidentally imd beat it and <laughs> i was sad that i found out all the actors i wish i'd been surprised so promising young woman it costs 20 bucks it's totally worth it if you hated it i will venmo you 20 bucks yeah watch it acting is good in it bill yeah. burnham's good in it yeah um, allison brie you got uh don't ruin Nick the last Levin. two guys i won't <laughs> McLovin's fine, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, so yeah, this one's uh, this is a good movie. So I would definitely check this one out. Absolutely, I I know it's only January, but this is hands down my favorite movie of the year so far. I feel like it's going to be hard to top. <laughs> Speaking of, of movies, I'm uh, uh, movies of the year. I'm wondering how Oscar is going to work this year, and I'm I'm fucking wondering who they're going to pick. Me too, because this one's. I read on, the, I saw on the news this one's getting Oscar buzz. I never really know what that means. No, that's that's bullshit. I don't agree with any of that. Like buzz my ass. Yeah, they're just gonna go pick. Of course, they're gonna go pick uh, uh, someone acting uh, or or someone portraying a character that really existed. And that's gonna get some buzz. Right. Or they're gonna throw some good actor in shitty clothes and destitute and everything and then they'll nominate that person too right and that's all it fucking is each each and every time there's there's nothing like this ever nominated so uh, i want to say good luck yeah i mean maybe <laughs> carrie mulligan will get a nomination she deserves one she's excellent yeah yeah so. um but i don't know all right guys stick around and we'll be right back You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.
Our movie of the week is the 2020-2021 film by Stephen Kostansky, Psycho Gorman. Mm-hmm. Mr. Kostansky is most well-known for Manborg. Right. Which I have... Most well-known. <laughs> which I have uh, reviewed on the podcast before in its mm-hmm. own episode. And I did that one solo, so if you want, check it out. I did watch it. I appreciate what it is. That doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> he also directed The Void. Uh, also yes. did a lot of special effects work for, uh, uh, what was that? Like, a bunch of different movies, like Marvel movies even. Uh, he, he, has, he has a lot of experience in special effects, as we can see in yes. his movies. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of his own special effects in these movies. Like Manborg. And Manborg is a tiny little budget, which is why I appreciate yes. it for what it is. $5,000, $10,000 budgets for teeny. Manborg. And to make a huge world like you did with that amount of money is, is very, very impressive. Yeah. Uh, and then now, yeah, you did The Void, which I liked a lot too. Me too. Very much kind of like uh, The Thing and uh, Prince of Darkness kind of and a little bit of, oh, fuck, what's that movie? Um, uh, that Lord of Illusions kind of a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I like that one. And this is his newest film. Uh, and I've really been looking forward to Psycho Gorman. I had never <laughs> heard of it, but you giggled so much every yeah. time you mentioned the title. Like, All right. <laughs> and I and I mentioned it to you, and then I showed and I played the trailer for you, and you didn't watch it at all. No, <laughs> you, were I like, really didn't. you looked at your phone. I watched you look at your phone the entire time <laughs> when the trailer was on. I was like, all right, all right, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then uh, I was like, okay, this is going to be our movie of the week. And then it took you probably a day or two to remember the title of this movie. So, it was like, it's like... Gormania! Yeah. Something. Like, uh. <laughs> so anyway. It's fra- it was six bucks to rent. Yes, just came <laughs> out. Um, like I said, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm ke- becoming a fanboy of this this dude. Or have been for a while. So yeah. with Manborg, I, I was like, okay, I know what to expect. I know the what to expect from the effects that are going to be in this movie. Because mm-hmm. some of them feel kind of cheesy, which they're meant to be that way. Uh, they're very much like Manborg. Uh, most of it's practical effects or camera tricks. No, Not too much CGI in there. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of these characters and a lot of the monsters in this movie are all just... Practical effects yeah. and makeup and masks and everything. And sometimes, you know, it's not the best work, but it's very cool and very passable and it's fun. And it, it, it doesn't take itself seriously. Agreed. And that's why some of the cheesier effects are totally fine. Because yeah, this is a comedy horror. I wouldn't and, even call it a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's a, it's a horror comedy. It's a... A my, a like my a giant. Python, yeah. It's like a my giant mixed with fish out of water. Yeah. Horror movie spoof, and and it works very well. This movie's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I was cracking up through the whole thing. Um, this one's about um, these two young siblings, uh, a girl and her older brother, who are very, very, very attached to each other. Yeah. And Luke and Mimi. Mimi. Um, is kind of a bully to her older Who brother. 
is this kid? She is awesome. She's perfect. <laughs> she's amazing in I this movie. I feel like she's actually 30 years old. <laughs> she's hilarious. Yeah, she's really good yeah. in the movie. She carries the movie, of course. And her and her brother play this one game of dodgeball with all these different roles. And the brother loses and... She says that whoever loses, they have to dig a hole and get buried. So yeah, they end crazy up crazy balls. Crazy, yeah. So they dig a hole in their backyard and they find this jewel. Uh, I even forgot the name of it. It's probably hard to pronounce. Uh, and this jewel is connected to the this demon um, who has been banished to Earth because he is like the destroyer of worlds. But whoever wields this this jewel that he has is able to control him. Right. Uh, and of course, Mimi finds this jewel and the psycho Gorman comes alive and then she's able to control him. And that's pretty much our movie. Uh, it becomes like a fish out of water story to where this demon who hates everything and wants to destroy everything is now under the control of this little girl. Right. And he hates everything that he's doing, but he's forced to do them because she has power over him now. So all of his lines are like, Epic dialogue of <laughs> death and destruction yeah. that they all just kind of laugh off because yeah. there's nothing he can do. Right. <laughs> but then we get to see the bigger picture of why he's on Earth. He was banished there by uh, the elders or like these... A different species, a different alien. Different kinds of aliens. Yeah. Uh, to which we learn that Psycho Gorman was enslaved before by these other elders and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and he was able to break free and, and get the stone and be able to fight back against these guys because he was a slave. So he was able to finally destroy a lot of a lot of these people until and, and gain generals and everything. And he was going to take over the universe until he was finally stopped and shipped to Earth and kept there so he couldn't destroy anything right. else. Imprisoned on Earth, yeah. So, of course, the kids awaken him and everything... And Psycho Gorman's pissed because he has to do whatever the girl says. <laughs> and at one point, he gets a hold of a TV and he calls. And through the TV, he's able to call his generals to come join him on mm-hmm. Earth so he can help him kill the little girl so he can take over more right. planets. And it's, it's Psycho Gorman is not his name. His name is something like Blah Blah the Destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> and the little girl Mimi's like, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> so she names him Psycho Gorman. It's like Gorman. But gore and man. Right. (laughs) Uh, One of the the best parts of this movie are the different aliens and different creatures. Like when the generals finally meet up with Psycho Goreman, he asks them to kill the little girl and so that they can start over again. And the general's like, no, dude, we like help the elders put you back down so like there could be peace and we can have our own kingdom and shit and everything's kind of cool right now mm-hmm. so then they start beating the shit out of him they turn on psycho Gorman and they're gonna kill him and mimi actually like when he's gonna kill ask them to kill the kids or kill the other guys mimi stops psycho Gorman from attacking them and that's when his generals start to attack him. Now, his generals, one of them is... <laughs> it was awesome. This is probably one of my favorite creatures in the movie. Is like this big metal container <laughs> on legs, and it's filled with body parts and blood. 
<laughs> yes. And it's just like one of his generals. It's funny because it's just he's working off all these different body parts. He's got like two machine guns on the side. Right. Of the <laughs> We're looking at an image right now. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, and some of the other cool, the creatures are pretty cool looking too. One's like Cassius 4000 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what, another funny creature is that, um, of course... Mimi and her brother uh, have this one friend that Mimi really likes, Austin. And, of course, he starts tagging along with him. They, they introduce him to Psycho Gorman. And uh, after a while... Alistair. Uh, Alistair, I'm yeah. sorry. Alistair wants to leave. <laughs> he wants to go home because he's kind of freaked out by Psycho Gorman. But Mimi is in control of Psycho Gorman. And she's able to make him st- stick around with them. Because uh, Psycho Gorman, uh, he said once before he was able to have, on another planet somewhere, have someone fall in love with someone. So he has this black magic to be able to do this. But when he does this to Alistair, he turns into a a brain with two eyes and some tentacles. Some tentacles! (laughs) And he ends up hanging around. (laughs) Googly eyes. It's definitely silly. (laughs) And then he just ends up hanging out with them pretty much almost for the rest of the movie. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they never change him back <laughs> ever ever he even asks uh mimi do you think i'll ever be normal again and she's like huh no probably not <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um so that the the brain moving we get to see some more creatures in like this um uh, I want to say this this meeting of all the different kings or whatever mm-hmm. of outer space with the elder, um, there's like this one, this one guy. He's like in a, uh, he has like a somewhat of a space helmet on, and he's just like a stripped face, like with no face or anything. He's eyeballs and he eyes you can, and muscle, right? <laughs> and you can just see it, it's a puppet and everything, but it's fucking great. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so those scenes are fun to see these different monsters or aliens communicate with each other and talk about how. Psycho Gorman is back, and the one elder needs to go to Earth to take care of him and kill him. So you're you're kind of torn in this movie into following Psycho Gorman or these guys um, until kind of like our final battle to where we see Psycho Gorman. Um, he's always wanted to kill everything, but he's kind of learned from uh, Mimi and Luke, her brother, and the dad. Um, who the dad actually? He's been in um, all uh, Stephen Costanzi's films. Yeah, you loved this guy. Oh, this dude is great. <laughs> the dad, because he's he's a versatile actor. Actually, yeah. he he plays like a professor. He he, he was in a, he was like a doctor in a movie in Manborg. Um, he was in the editor, which the editors I've only seen parts of the movie, but it's like um, it's a spoof on Giallo films like italian films so you might like that i might movie. like that because yeah. i dislike italian horror <laughs> so yeah i think you'll i think you'll like the editor okay i want to i still have to watch it um but you can see him on the poster right yeah, there he's like he's like the main character <laughs> like the dubbing's off in the movie and everything it's fucking hilarious <laughs> so, um so anyway going from there uh yeah and then the, the kid's parents are funny too the dad he's like um the laziest guy ever who never does anything. Uh, but he's like the cool dad. He's the cool dad, but he's a bum. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and the, 
the the parents with their kids are nice and cute and everything. It's, and they end up, I mean, Psycho Goreman becomes like a part of their family. Right. And, and there's like a montage of silly things that they do together. <laughs> they have to go like, I think at one point they said they had to go to the grocery store and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they go out shopping and everything. Uh, they form like they form a, their own band. <laughs> it's just Psycho Gorman's playing drums on it. And shit. Yes. <laughs> and that whole montage part is awesome too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like the Mimi is fucking hilarious in this movie. And, is that kid? Yeah. yeah, I should say her name. This is a definite watch. Um, if you like those movies, if you liked any movie, or, or if you agree with what I've said about movies before, you're gonna love this one. This is a, easily a, th- a kind of a throwback movie to the, even the 80s of, like, my my giant or my hero kind of movie. I was thinking while we were watching it that this is great for, like, Gen Xers. Our children's movies were pretty fucked up mm-hmm. when you think about them. There's a lot of really heavy stuff and gore that you could do in 80s movies, and parents yeah. were like, this is fine. Yeah. And I that's think... what this is an homage to, I think. And yes, okay. And I will even say that this movie... Is I is okay for kids eight and up? Yeah. Because one, no nudity. Nope. Two, no swearing in this movie. Not at all. And no. it may make a big deal of that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the song they have is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they say frig instead yeah. of fuck. Yeah, and and they make a um, they kind of tell you why in, in a way too, and it works. This movie's really good. It, I had a lot of fun with it, and I, and I knew I would. And it was everything that I thought it was going to be, too. Yeah. So, this is a definite plus. You def- if you definitely need to watch this one. Uh, rent it. It's only, what, $7? Yeah, five, six or seven, something like that. It's only 95 minutes. Yes, nice and quick. Yep. Any longer than that, yeah, wouldn't work. But nice, quick movie. The ending is, I thought, was really good, too. It didn't do what you would think it would do necessarily in a movie that like this that would come out in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this one's this is a, a riot. Um, a plus for me. And so far, this is my favorite movie of 2021. Okay. Uh, better than the ones we watched before, even though like Promising Young Woman's a good movie, and but it's not a movie I necessarily want to watch again. Right. And I kind of want to watch Psycho Gorman again. Yes. Because <laughs> just to see... All the different art that went into this movie, and mm-hmm. it's just not a cheap movie. It's not cheap at all. No, sure, he... some of the effects and everything aren't up to the standard that you would think of today, but it really plays into the movie very well, and 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 you get the sense that don't take this movie too seriously. Of it's course not. Fun, yeah. and of course it's called Psycho <laughs> Gorman, and exactly. it's, and it's not taking itself seriously either. But it is setting up the correct beats that you want in a movie like this and it hits hits them right on the nose so um yeah check this one out uh <laughs> if you like manborg if you like silly movies like this then yeah you you'll love this one and some of the manborg other manborg uh, actors are in it too i i'm pretty sure manborg himself is in here he's probably playing one of the monsters i figured but i didn't Investigate what's Manborg's name? Do you I know? forgot. Yeah. Oh shit! He, I don't think he'd be first in there. That's not Manborg. Well, this is Psycho Gorman. <laughs> nope, doesn't look like it. But okay. Anyway, um, thank you guys for joining us this week. Check out Psycho Gorman. Definitely yes. just came out. Fun movie. Um, we'll see if it holds up through the rest of the year. Yeah, for, uh, complete departure from reality, which is what we all need right now. Absolutely. <laughs> Great movie. 
Thank you guys for checking us out this week, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks.